Hi, my name is Sherry Briggs, and I'm coming to you from the Relentless Pursuit podcast. So I wanted to share with you something that has been really um, eye-opening for me this last few days, um, something that I'm really excited about and I wanted to share with you. I was doing a deep dive in scriptures on the word beauty and beholding the beauty of the Lord, and something just kept knocking on my heart, like Psalm 121. And I'm going to read it. I will lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from you, maker of heaven, creator of the earth. And from that, I was like, I wanted to do a study on the word help, um, which is in Hebrew, ezer, the word ezer. And so when we want to understand a word, we do a word search and we find out how else that word has been used in scripture. And so we find that Ezer has been used 21 times in scripture and 19 of those times it's used in a military context. And the word is referring to a kind of help that you need when you're in a very serious, distressing situation, times of hard, hardship and unable to help yourself. So the word is also used to describe allied soldiers to assist in battle. And so in Psalm 121, the one I just read you, King David was saying that God himself is an easer, a fierce protector, defense, a warrior, one who rescues, one who saves. So I did a, went into the Strong's Concordance and I looked up the word easer in Hebrew and it, it said to surround, to protect, aid help, defend, support in times of hardship and distress. Ezer appears in the Old Testament, often in parallel with words denoting strength and power. Okay, so we see that Ezer is a very important word, a very powerful word. It's the same word, too, that is used in Genesis 2.18 when God made Adam a helper an easer. So easer was the first word to describe Eve. I'm going to read that scripture. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper, an easer suitable for him. So it is so important that we understand that the biblical definition of helper, easer, is, is, what it's saying, the biblical definition, and not just what we think a helper is or what we've been told a helper is. It's not a word that is describing a lowly assistant, somebody in the shadows, but a powerful figure who comes to help and save somebody that's in trouble. It's an amazing mix of strength, of power, and proactivity. Ezer is a warrior. So I wanted to share this today because I'm excited, like I said, and I feel, though, that this is so important for women to know, young women, old women, anywhere in between, to know how God designed you to be. Women are half the body of Christ. We're half the body of the Christ. And he has a beautiful plan to use you, to use your daughters, to bring his kingdom through you. He has made you fierce and full of strength and grit for this hour and the days to come. So the devil, as we know, the accuser of the brethren would love to tell you to dim down, 
to not use your voice, to not let your light shine or you're too much or don't do too, don't be too much or whatever. But you were born to manifest the glory of God and and with all that is within you and not hide it, not be afraid, but be bold and fierce in what God has made you to be in this hour. And you're going to liberate others in doing that. You're going to liberate others to do the same. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a carrier of the Holy Spirit and his power and his word and his authority are in you. And so Jesus said to all of us, go set captives free, heal the sick, make disciples, you know, serve. You're an easer, serve. And all those words that I told you and look them up for yourself, look them up for yourself. That is how God designed woman. So what are your dreams and visions as a woman of God? Take them to the Lord. Take them back to him and believe God and his call on you and his equipping you to bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven in your homes, as you serve in your homes, in your churches, in the marketplace, and in ministry. We are made in his image and his potential resides in all of us. So I leave you with this story, and then I hope you do your own research. But Mary Magdalene was a disciple of Jesus, and according to the Gospels, Jesus had delivered her of seven demons, which in itself is an amazing story that you know Mary had a past, and Jesus delivered her, and she's a disciple. And Mary also financially aided him in Galilee, and she was one of the witnesses of his crucifixion and burial and was the first one to see him after the resurrection. Wow. I think, do you think that was on purpose? I think Jesus was showing us and speaking and which he did all through scripture. You know, he, 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 he showed us our value, our worth and who we are and all that he paid for on the cross that all all are called, all are to go out and to make disciples, all are to go out and heal the sick and raise the dead and, and bring the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So in John 20, 17, Jesus says, after Mary sees him, go, go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my father and your father and my God and your God. And Mary left and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. And I told them what Jesus said to her. Therefore, Mary was the first evangelist of the resurrected Christ. So women, you are image bearers of God. May God give you wings to manifest his glory and his beauty as only you can. And may your daughters be free and all Jesus paid for on the cross. Bless you. And I hope that you go in and you study God's word. You know, we've got to know what the word of God tells us. We've got to go and dive deep in scripture. It's liberating. It's freeing. It, it divides the soul and the spirit and joint and marrow and is a dis discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. It's a living word. And so I encourage you to go in and study and may Jesus speak to you and may you be all that he has called you to be and do in this hour. Amen.